Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everyone. Dirty Mo Media President Mike Davis here. Excited to tell you about one of our newest sponsors at Dirty Mo, Airbnb. The irony here is that Airbnb is new to Dirty Mo Media, but Dirty Mo Media is not new to Airbnb. It has been accommodating us for years. And if you are a race fan, and I think you are, you know why. I mean, you've booked hotels at, uh, during a race weekend. They're, the prices are insane. You're stuck with these unreasonable multi-night minimums. Whereas Airbnb, you got many choices, all within proximity, and it ends up being way more affordable. Now, I'm not only a frequent Airbnb guest, but my wife and I are also Airbnb hosts. And you should be too. We've been doing it for years. I'll tell you why. We have an investment property that we realized it could be earning additional income through Airbnb. You don't have to have an investment property to do that. You could just find extra space in your home. That works too. It all could be making you some extra cash. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. All right, guys, you are not going to believe this, but I got a little note from the lovely lady that was super glad that Joey wrecked at Talladega. Uh, Kristen. <laughs> Reaction Kristen, to uh, Yeah, Kristen. Hey, wait here. a minute. Was there like poisoning in this letter or was <laughs> What's no, that powder? I, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What is that? <laughs> um, she apologized. And while she's still not a Logano fan, she has offered to make a $100 donation to a charity of my choice, um, instead of sending booze like most people do, <laughs> which would have been okay as well. But uh, I would uh, just go ahead and put a lovely note in there to the Joey Logano Foundation. Oh, and rubbing an interface. Yeah, I like and, that. And tell them I tell them I sent you, and please uh, send a picture of it. Yes, please. Joey does great work with his foundation. Joey does do a he lot does. of stuff. And so. it's good to see so much hate. Spread so much love, and then you just rub it in her face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she asked. I picked. Well, good for, good for Thanks, her. Thanks, Kristen. I appreciate it. Still hope you get a flat tire. You're listening to Door Bumper Clear, and I'm Brett Griffin. Today we have a lot to cover after an exciting weekend at my home track, Darlington, and a big week of news. We'll talk the next-gen unveil. Marcus Simonez versus Sheldon Creed, Bubba Wallace being denied a free pass, and much, much more. Let's get it. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 22 Cup Car, the one truck, and believe it or not, she was early. I was way early. Hey, guys. Casey Vote here. Second one here this morning. I was proud of you. I was the first one. In the studio. I was in the parking lot. (laughs) I lost again. So you were just sitting in your phone? 
sitting in, I your, was phone. in your car. I was I was <laughs> on oh the gosh, phone. Yes. What happened in your I was on the phone trying to get people out of speeding tickets on the way to Darlington. If you want to know the truth of the matter, I had a feeling you would be. Yeah. Phone went off. Bunch of people got speeding tickets. So <laughs> anybody we know? Uh, maybe one driver. Huh. Trucks, oh. truck series guy. That's good. There were a few people who tweeted it that some they... initials or something. Brett Griffin spotter for nobody this past <laughs> weekend. I'm off to Coda in two weeks, though. Excited to get back to the racetrack. I'm going to help Freddie in Coda and then got Kaz Gralis. So, Freddie Kraft, what's up? What's up? Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Derek Krause, Jeb Burton over the weekend. I was on Casey time today. I showed up five minutes late. Three yeah, minutes but, late. But he doesn't get called out for you it. You got here at 9.33. Because I That's what, when you're said on I was going to be late. <laughs> but when you're on time majority of the time, it doesn't really. You know what? Doesn't hurt saying, as bad, does it? Yeah, I mean, things happen once in a while, not every week. <laughs> okay, uh, Jason, <laughs> welcome. Hey, thank you. Jason Schultz, your producer. Of the Dell Junior Download, and we oh. get him sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I was at Darlington, drank five beers during the Xfinity race. It was a I great experience. That. Jason, do you know? Do you ever sneak mini bottles in? No. Jason? Should I do that? Okay. Yes. Jason, have you ever drank a mini bottle? Yes. Okay. The what fact kind? that you remember how many bottles you drank is no, probably... No, what happened is he probably poured three of them out and took a picture of them <laughs> uh, <laughs> and drank two. I didn't take any pictures. But every time I post a video, I have the track opening a beer gets like 5,000 views, so I'm going to keep doing that. What kind of mini bottles do you typically go to, and how many times have you had mini it's bottles? It's only been a few oh. times. All right, so, so you, can get, you can get those little... You can get a bucket of Fireball... For like a twelve, for, I had one. for like twelve bucks. So all you have to do with a bucket once you get to the race is pour your ice into the bucket. Now you got a bucket of chilled Fireball. That, that bucket of Fireball is dangerous. I've bought that thing many times, and it's Megan is really, really happy when she sees that and come to the house sitting so, on the counter. So Jason, next time get you a bucket of Fireball. And look, even here's the best thing about this, Jason. Even when you go to sporting events that don't allow you to BYOB. You can still sneak these okay, mini bottles good. in. Okay, we, we, we're, well, I guess we could talk about this now because it's last year. But they weren't <laughs> they weren't uh, letting liquor in the suites, right? Remember last year? Oh, there's a few tracks. Yeah, we weren't at a racetrack though. We were somewhere else. <laughs> Do I want to know? <laughs> all Whenever I know? All I know is I got my truck. Like I was driving home from a certain place, and there was mini bottles of Tito's all over my back seat. And Megan's like, "What the? F- what were you doing?" I'm like, "Ah, it's a long story." We were transporting sponsors. <laughs> Why was Megan in the back seat with the empty Tito bottles? <laughs> she needs a drink before she gets back there. <laughs> All 22 seconds. <laughs> so, oh. It's a rough ride. So no, speed, no speeding tickets here out of the group? No. I, I actually just found waited for a couple guys to go by me doing about 72, and then I rode 70 behind and figured I was good by a couple mile an hour at least. I wore out the button on my cruise control just – down what it what is that highway is that pageland highway whatever that yeah, road, what that is that lingus lingua linguini something you know what i'm talking about <laughs> what? It, it says like something lingual highway or something so i stopped in oh, pageland van lingual mungo that's what yeah mungo. van lingual yeah. so this was the first guy in major league baseball history to throw over 100 miles per hour and he is from Pageland, South so that Carolina. Was, that's his name. That's his name. Let yes. me ask you a question, and I see this every year, and I always mean to ask you this, and I don't ever do. Is there a town called Alligator, or what is Alligator Rural? What is that? Okay, that is a water system. That's okay. a sewer water. I did deal. see a sign yeah. that said that. Yeah, <laughs> it's on all the water towers. Yeah. Alligator, Alligator Water. That's, that's alligator our water rural. system. Yeah, okay. the thing yeah. for Gators. <laughs> that makes sense. I didn't. I didn't understand it. Pageland growing. Pageland's growing, man. I had the mayor stop by yesterday. Great friend of mine, Jason Evans of Pageland, and uh, we grew up together, man. 
we grew up clogging, skateboarding, family vacations, lived together in college, the whole deal. But he stopped by, and I was like, man, this town's booming. Like, they're they're putting a Love's truck stop across from the Walmart distribution center. And when I grew up, the only thing we literally had in town was Hardee's. If you didn't want to eat a Hardee's, there was nothing else. There's like three fast food restaurants right in a row now. Oh, yeah, got Wendy's, got Taco Bell, you got everything. But he's like, man, we got 200 houses coming in here. Now, of a town that's only 2,000, 2,500 people, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of growth. I'll tell so. you what, man. All those people that want Subway, uh, vape stuff, and so, it's all in the same <laughs> little right thing. <laughs> One-stop <laughs> shop. Yeah. yeah, there's like an aquarium, a vape shop, and a I sub. Saw, I, mean, I you're saw good. a bar. I mean, it looks like a it's called Legends. Legends. That's the one. <laughs> Brett, Brett frequency all the time. I knew he had been there. There's no way he hadn't been. It's right on the highway. But I was like, that would look like a place you don't want to just stop in and have a beer like without a crowd of people with you. It you, did. You know what you, place? You definitely don't want to be a solo out of town. <laughs> Is there like a, a really big farmer's market? Yes. Yes. Is it, the, uh, yeah. what's it called? But. It's like MC something. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, so it used to be in town. It burnt down. Now it's on the bypass oh. right near the state line. Okay. Yep. My favorite thing is that what is that a peach farm right there where the McLeod the fake uh, McLeod? That's what it was. The security car is yes. with Barney the, Fife. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> there's a cop. It looks like a oh, cop yeah. car. If you don't know, it's I mean the first time I ever drove by, it got me, and it'll get you too if you ever go down there. It but did. Like, it got me. It too. looks like it's a cop car parked under a, a billboard, and it's just so funny. Everybody, you're all cruising, and everybody knows you can't speed, so you're all cruising like whatever. Eight, so that 10 is miles like a Myrtle Beach. On the way to Myrtle Beach, you got to stop there. You can get fresh peaches. There's all these yeah. things. But there's something called a peach enchilada. And what? it is like the best thing ever. It's a dessert. It, sounds it is completely amazing. disgusting. But, but, but when you see this it place, you're like, awful. why are all these cars in the parking lot? Once you go in there, you realize why a lot of fresh produce. McLeod, yeah, you got to I think I would there. rather slam fireball than Honestly, eat that thing. Honestly, Brett, are you considering like running for mayor of Pageland no. or governor of South Carolina? Because you know more no. about. I would love to be governor of South Carolina. This State. That that's a would bad be idea. the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, at least the end of the state. The mayor, <laughs> if he ever became the mayor of Pageland, it'd also be bad because then he'd start realizing all the money he got from the ticket say right would be good. Instead of getting people, he'd be writing more. There'd so. be breaking news on CNN every day if Brett was the governor anywhere. <laughs> the largest uh, gun seizure <laughs> in American history took place in Pageland, South Carolina. I think I was at Michael Waltrip Racing when it happened. So we're talking six, eight years ago. I'm sure you can Google it. A guy named Brent Nicholson, who was my neighbor uh, <laughs> growing up, they seized over 10,000 guns from, from his him, barn. From him. From his barn. Jeez, 10,000 guns. He didn't know they were there. He had no idea. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you think your mom's looking back when it, hey, uh, what's his name, Brent? No, we're actually Brent, looking uh, back going, man, no wonder nobody ever came by here. Well, hey, <laughs> hey, I got to run to the store. You mind watching Brett for a little bit? See you later. What'd you do over there? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you a story. Talk about stories you shouldn't tell. So I live beside a cemetery. I grew you up. think this real quick? No, it doesn't <laughs> okay, matter. Okay, go ahead. I grew up beside a cemetery. And, and a gun and, it, and at night, when we were teenagers, man, we would sneak out there and, and do stupid <laughs> right? Just, I mean, we're stupid anyway, but we definitely did stupid <laughs> as teenagers. So we would go out there and hide behind these graves. And then when cars would come by, we'd stand up and egg them. Yeah. Right? And so, obviously, you'd miss some, hit some. It's all in good fun. I mean, this is a small oh, yeah. town in the 80s. I'm sure they all well, are. Well, all, I'm going to tell, tell you something. We threw one at a, a freaking, like, a Trans Am, and he pulled up the park brake, and he spun the car around <laughs> in the middle of the road. You want to see a bunch of teenagers running like a bunch of idiots <laughs> tripping over headstones and footstones or whatever they called. Man, I woke up the next morning. My shins were killed. I had broken toes. Uh 
Yeah, we didn't do, we didn't throw eggs anymore. Yeah. That. That was really hold on, let me better rocks. Let me make a note. Well, now. we weren't going to hurt nobody. What an idiot! Just saying. What? <laughs> better than <laughs> rocks. And let's just cut to that segment oh, it, right so, now. So it, so it didn't get worse. This is growing oh, up in Paisley. So now we're in town. And so oh, back boy. then, everybody cruised. Casey probably doesn't know what cruising is. TJ, I don't I know. Do. Anyway, I'm 45. So back then, everybody cruised on Sunday afternoons. So here comes everybody, 16, 17, 18. So we get the bright idea. Hey, we're going to go get uh, balloons. And we're going to throw water balloons at people as they come by cruising. So my cousin Shannon, she speeds up to like 60 miles an hour. So we kill her car. Boom, boom, boom. The freaking front windshield collapsed in her lap. And I'm like, oh, this ain't funny no more. <laughs> she pulls over. She's crying. There's glass everywhere. She calls her dad, who is my uncle. Yeah, my mad, uncle shows probably. up. There's obviously multiple people in the car. Nobody's hurt, right? He gets there, and he's like, lock them all up to the cop. And Shannon's like, you can't lock Brad up. He's my first cousin. He's your nephew. Lock them up. Lock every one of them up. I was like, hey, can't we come to like a deal here? Like, I pay for this windshield <laughs> to be fixed and hug everybody and tell them I'm sorry or something. Anyway, we didn't get locked up. But I tell you what, we didn't throw water balloons of cars anymore either. <laughs> I bet. I mean, you should have filled that one with rocks, I guess. <laughs> the speed limit was 25. Yeah. Who would have thought that would have happened? All right. Well, Freddie, I think we should start with you. How is Darlington? I had a... Pretty miserable weekend on the racetrack. I mean, everything. Surprised you're sober. Driving back and forth. I I wish I'm. I don't plan on being very long here. But uh, yeah, I drove back and forth every day. So that kind of added to my frustrations of just. We had issues on Friday night. Truck wouldn't run. Uh, Lost about 50 laps trying to fix it. Uh, Saturday, we kind of hung around the top 10, got some stage points, pitted late, couldn't get back to the front, ended up, I don't know, 19th or so. Um, and then yesterday, just a long day, kind of got a little bit of damage early, got a little bit more damage and just got the lucky dog, but then didn't got the lucky dog, but then didn't. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Good job. Yeah. I don't know. It was a long, I mean, we ended up 21st, which wasn't miserable, but it's, you know, just, uh, just still on a steady decline right now. Kind of need to turn it back around. Our our goal was to get better every week. And I think we've kind of been going the wrong way for the last couple weeks and we just need to turn it around Have how's bubba at dover because we know jgr is good at dover so bubba was is really good at dover he's you won know? there hasn't he uh we won a cane and race there he sat on the pole in the truck or his i'm sorry he sat on the pole his first xfinity start there sat on the pole his first truck race there that was a roush car uh, wasn't it yeah no yeah. the the gibbs was the pole was, was a gibbs, gibbs. okay and then he, we ran decent and we've yeah, he's we always sh- run good we should have won uh xfinity race at dover twice one time uh, we were leading. We were in the dash for the cash, and Busher wasn't. So we really we were trying to stretch fuel. We really weren't trying to hold Busher off. We were trying to finish second, but we could have won. But Busher run us over and cut our tire, and we ended up losing the race and the dash for the cash. And then dash there was for another the cash. race. Yeah, dash for cash. What? Dash for the cash. <laughs> what is it called? Dash, dash, dash for cash. Dash for cash. Okay. Um, so then there's a, our last race there at Roush. We we're kind of chasing money trying to stay in business and we stayed out. There was some kind of hundred thousand dollar bonus for something, winning a stage or something like that. So we chased that money instead of chasing the race. race. I remember that. And we, we, we didn't pit when we should have. Were and we teammates in? We didn't cycle back through. Maybe. I yeah. don't remember, but you, you know, know he's, so he's good there. Teammate, by the way. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> One of the first times I ever met Brett was, do you remember this? They called a meeting. Yeah. They called, they, Bubba was running a Gibbs. It was a Gibbs. It was a Gibbs Xfinity race. Uh, maybe Roush. I don't remember. It was Roush or Gibbs. And they're like, 
hey, guys, Brett and Elliot Sadler want to have a meeting at 7 o'clock in the morning, so can you guys all get here early? And I'm like, the Brett that I know, really? 7 o'clock in the morning? So I call him or text him. I'm like, the f*** do you want to talk about at 7 o'clock in the morning? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, they said this is your idea. Ah, no, this ain't my idea. So I get, like, they must have told every driver that it was the other driver's idea, but it was all their own idea. So we were all there at 7 o'clock in the morning to have some stupid meeting about this is when plate qualifying was a disaster. Yes. You remember when it was just and group qualifying right. and yeah, it when, was when like. Back, you'd run the good lap and slam on the brakes and try to wreck everybody. Yeah. 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 That, was, that was that day. But yeah, so I, I mean, I'm looking forward to Dover. It's just, we just need to get a clean race. We've had speed. We've, I mean, last week we could run in the top 12, 13 and then get some damage and we go backwards. Uh, so we just need a damn clean race, one race to get through. And I think we can get a top 15, top 10. And and build off of that, but you know, I don't know. How was your day, TJ? Pretty quiet, honestly, until the end. Um, but luckily, it was at the end, and we didn't have to under green flag. So, yeah, did you get you got a penalty? Yeah, he sped though. He didn't. Um, I think we know what happened. Um, Definitely wasn't your fault or t- or Joy's, right? It was. Uh, <laughs> a damn I don't timing wanna, line. <laughs> I don't want to say because I don't know like if that's for sure. It no, we sped and uh, did our drive through, came back out. And finish lap down. I mean, 14th. I'm glad it happened at the end because by that point we had a couple green flag runs. We put a lot of cars a lap down. We were um, running fourth, catching Kyle for third, and driving away from Denny at that point in time. So uh, everyone, think, everything was kind of spread out then. Yeah, so. I mean, and that was like towards the end of the race. Wheels made a comment like, I don't know. Obviously, you're probably not going 110 percent at the end of the race, but like we ran the 22 down and passed them. And I'm oh like, yeah, I'm we were like, just trying to. Yeah, just survive. But I'm saying, like, you know, you at least have speed to run with the guys that are in the top yeah. 12, 13, wherever you were at the once, time. Um, once they got the six and the eight, the leader got six and the eight, Joey, just there wasn't – Yeah. Was, we weren't going to catch them, so. It was it was, a, it was a long day. It was definitely better 400 miles than 500. But. It's a tough race. It's still a, it's still a great racetrack to see the drivers drive because they, they got a wheel of there. Yeah, we don't talk about the package at all, right? Uh, you can it. talk about it. Now. I mean, that was – Back to what we need to have, you know. Those, it seemed like those guys right were driving. That's you know, in the right obviously direction. You'd like to have less downforce, but at least with that 750 motor, they were, you know, having to drive the car. You could see guys out of control. Oh yeah, loose, you, well you, you know. could see when they would throttle up. Yeah, you have to get up on the wall and, and kind of, you know, it was you were driving the race car yesterday. Not so we much were loose just glued to the racetrack. We were loose off of four, and we couldn't get a run for nothing. We couldn't run the wall, and it was fun to see guys. Even in turn two, step on the throttle or off a of four, and the thing turned sideways. Like they were actually, the cars were moving, and that's what you want to see. I think that's a, the big horsepower is in the right direction, and we need less downforce. Whatever it takes to get less downforce on these cars yeah. is the direction. And the tires fell off, so it made it good. Even five laps on tires was decent, like a yeah. tough to overcome. So the, you know, I think the issue is, and Brett, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's any way in the future we go to a 750 motor. I don't think so either. I mean, I look, I watched that race yesterday, and to your point, not only did they get on the right rear, they were breaking loose to the point that oh, they, yeah. were, they were brushing the wall. And, and that's a, obviously a great racetrack. I'm glad Dover is the same package. But look, if you leave it up to me, I'm going to give them 1,000 horsepower. I know. I'm going to give them more. Give them, give them more, and I think we see a better race. I mean, I don't, I don't think we can really take downforce away at this point. Um, for this package, I mean, I'm talking t- like spoiler, and I'm okay taking more spoiler off. It. I have too, but I mean, here's here's the weird thing about that conversation is we're what a third of the way through the season, 
So are we going to keep changing yeah, the rules and changing the outcome change of who's going to make the playoffs and who's going to be the champion? Like, I mean, the champion almost to some degree seems like a, a crazy, you know, scenario now to where – look, I mean, I don't think Joey Logano is a championship contender right now. I, I really don't. I think the top three guys in my mind are Truex – Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson. And then the fourth guy, we could sit here and debate who that is. Um, a few weeks ago, I thought Logano was, right? But what the, the reality is, you only got to get hot to make it to Phoenix at the right time. So so it doesn't really matter. But to me, if we keep changing these rules now. is not now, the right time to be hot either. Now, if, no, no, for sure not. But if we start changing all these rules, it oh, changes yeah. who may win a race or who may do good in the playoffs. And, and I think we got to leave it alone. Now, I am all for – uh, keep keep this freaking 750 package in all the time. Do away with the 550. We yeah. don't need it. I just want. I mean, I don't. I don't think you can change it for this year. But I'm okay with about half the spoiler they got. We used to race it like that. Why? Well, I mean, look at we used to run these little spoilers back in the day all the time, and they were fine. I just don't understand how you can watch that race yesterday and go like, "Yeah, we're just ne- we're not even going to entertain the thought of having this motor." And you know, after this year, I think like, the the problem is the OEMs want to sell a 100%. motor in the showroom that they run a comparable horsepower on Sunday. And and that's why they're all about this 550-ish range that we're hearing about. But, I mean, you know, a lot to be debated, a lot to be fixed. Before we dive into the rest of the show, though, a buddy of ours stopped by, a big listener, Smoky Moon Chilling and Grilling Barbecue Sauce. I got a case of this in my truck. For anybody that wants a bottle, uh, I can't wait to try it on some chicken wings. You got peanuts in it? I, no, nut-free. I can't Sweet, wait. I'll take one. Yeah, I'll take one. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jason, since you were at the track yesterday as a fan, kind of, Saturday. what uh, Saturday? What was it like just having more people? I know uh, a few tracks announced mm-hmm. that they are full capacity in, yeah. uh, later in the year. Um, was it more back to normal? Yeah, it felt great, especially being vaccinated now for over two weeks and being able to walk around without a mask on, just kind of hang out. It was, it was a lot Leaving of felt, felt normal. normal. <laughs> felt very normal. Well, um, I'd also like to call out maybe, Brett, you should give Clint some lessons on how to say Matt DiBenedetto. Because he tried multiple times again yesterday. Oh, it was it was almost like he started just mumbling as he said it because he knew Maddie every D, time. Man, just, everybody knows who you're talking See, about. I, I'm a I'm a weird dude, and Freddie Noel, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I'm a weird dude about how we I want to watch sports, and when I watch a race, I don't want to hear a lot of commentating. I want to watch. The race now. If there's a point where I see people start pitting, and I'm like, "Man, are these guys out of fuel?" Then I want to know what's going on. I'll check Twitter or something. But I want to consume the race without all the racket, and that's just me. Everybody's different, right? But but no, I didn't know he still couldn't say his name, and I've been on Kip about trying to get him straight. But did you guys see the segment that somebody put on Twitter about how bad they slaughtered this? Oh guy's yeah, name? did you retweet it or you sent it to me or something? I, it was just all of them. Joy. It was Steve. Uh, Steve did it right. The the tweet. Steve Lulunder. Oh, yeah, yeah, Luvender. yeah. That's who it was, yeah. The trade and paints guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did it. It was funny as hell. Yeah. It's all, I mean, it I probably mean, sounded like, like me from last year. <laughs> it was almost like you couldn't even acknowledge it anymore. He just said it like, I'm just going to guess. Just, just call him mad. <laughs> I, I didn't really understand the dress code all weekend on, on the podcast. I saw Clint come up the elevator. He looked pretty 90. interesting. I saw Michael in the back. I went, I went to the bathroom 90s. and I saw Michael Clint in the Well, Jamie, on Saturday, like Jamie Little's outfit, I will say the NSYNC shirt, all I needed. I saw. Probably back to my childhood. I mean, Clinton like seventies to that's, me. That's but, what I thought. But it looked like. ridiculous. Like I don't know who. He always looks ridiculous. <laughs> did you see Jamie? Well, y'all probably didn't see it. Jamie Murray had on a wig, and he looked like a, uh, I don't even know what. Kirk Kirk had on a wig. So did you know, our official yeah. Kirk had a wig, had a wig on. on too. I was like Jamie. The first day I thought Jamie looked cool, 
And I think my sister even made a comment about him being hot or something. I'm like, shut up. But then yesterday I was like, why has he got on this wig? But anyway, I think it's awesome that those guys are willing to go out and get out of their comfort zone. And because Jamie's not a big guy to do that. Like Jamie's a a very quirky. And Jamie listens to this show, and I love him to death. But but Jamie's a very quirky little dude about how he yeah. is about stuff. Like when I saw him with that wig, quirky I think that's what dude. freaked me out the most. I was like, <laughs> Jamie's really come out of a shell here today. Hey, like Jamie's me, a touch me not. Like if you want to oh, really I get know. on McMurray's nerves, walk up to him and give him a bro hug. Jamie, he hates to be touched. I, Jamie went from wild, like wild, wild to you know my shoes need to be tied this way. I'm all, I, like prim and proper and stuff like that. Like, but uh, I miss I've, wild Jamie. I've been on vacation. I'm sure you have too. I've been on vacation with Jamie and Jamie. I, hey, I may have. I don't want to say, say it. Say it. <laughs> I may have witnessed. Sammy Hagar has got a bar in in Cabo um, called Cabo. Is it Cabo? Cabo, Cabo, Cabo. Yeah. yeah. And I may have seen Jamie on a balcony with his shirt off, swinging around like a helicopter. That is not the Jamie. <laughs> I, I miss think. that Jamie. Me and Jamie had a bunch of fun back in the day too. But uh, he was not, always so fun. Next man. time you see him, give him a big hug. Did you? <laughs> By by any chance, did you go on a blocking spree last night? Oh, of course I did. <laughs> I was, people started screenshotting. <laughs> I was bored. I think it's great because I'm still blocked, so I don't know what you say. But everybody who, when you say something, people will screenshot it and send it to me. So it's like a whole blocked club. It's really <laughs> nice right now. I'm not going to lie. I got so many people that were like, I posted that picture of you from the baseball game yesterday, and all the comments were so so stupid. People are stupid. And then they were like, they would should call, read my. They should read my timeline. Brett out for something, <laughs> and of course Brett, they're they're like, oh, Brett's an idiot. And then the next tweet to me is, I can't believe it. Brett blocked me, and I'm like, well, you know, it is. What well, it see, is. here's <laughs> the, here's what they don't think. They think that they don't tag me, I won't see it. They don't realize that when I'm bored, <laughs> I go through your timeline, and I'm like, oh, well, let me read the comments about this, and I'm like, oh, this guy's. He literally me searches you out to uh, find you. Yeah. He uh, he got he was proud of himself one day. He texted me. He's like. <laughs> Uh, I found this lady talking shit about me on Facebook. I blocked her on Twitter. What do you think about that? I was like, Whatever. Jeff Jeff Gluck's got like this private Facebook group, and it's called like the No Name Podcast or something group or whatever. I can't remember the name of the Facebook group. Anyway, somebody on Twitter (laughs) sent me the the screenshot going, and it was a DM going, man, this, this lady's ripping you. And I was like, oh, good. So then I blocked her on Twitter. I thought it was On a part of that, of the Facebook group? Oh, yeah. And then I, asked, then I asked Gluck. Gluck. I said, Gluck, let me in this Facebook group. He, he didn't let me in yet. No. Gluck, really? Gluck got a DBC preview the other night at about 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he started it. <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, what? what's the credentials to get into this group, man? I, mean, I know. I don't know. Gluck won't let me in. If they're talking shit about you, I definitely need <laughs> you to should join. Be in there. <laughs> yeah, go in there and defend yourself at least. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'd love to read that. <laughs> That'd be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. All right, let's kick it off by hearing a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Okay, it's time to sell the house. Home selling with OfferPad is as easy as... Welcome to OfferPad. How can we help? Ooh, let's go with Express Sell. With a cash offer in 24 hours. Mm, close in 28 days. And aside a free local move. Mm, you got it. And that comes with no showings. <laughs> Extra no showings, please. Perfect. Take control. Selling is easy with OfferPad Express. Request your free offer today at OfferPad.com. 
Doorbell Clear fans, we need y'all to do us a favor. It's time to sell your home or buy a new one with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. It's a great time to get a competitive cash offer on your home, and you can do it in less than five minutes. Log on OfferPad.com. Fill out the quick and easy form about your home, and you'll get a, that cash offer in your inbox within 24 hours. While you're waiting for that cash offer in your inbox, check out the homes for sale on OfferPad under the Buy tab on OfferPad.com. Since you listen to us, you now have a cash offer on your home and your next home picked out. And I promise that TJ and Brett will help you move. Go sell your home with OfferPad today. When asked what you heard about OfferPads, like the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot off. NASCAR unfa- unveils manufacturers' next gen cars, and Steve O'Donnell says, Jason? This will be more in the hands of the drivers, which all our fans want, reducing some of the downforce. The cars will be harder to drive in the corners, less chance for that cut tire you see on our current design. Brett, spot on, spot off. Well, first of all, we were supposed to have an expert on here today. Uh, I don't know if he's a self-proclaimed expert, Freddie, or if, if we're calling him an expert. But Chris Rice was going to join us. Unfortunately, he can't make it. He won a $100,000 dash for cash, so he's at the bank uh, trying to figure out how to deposit all that money without the IRS chasing him down. Uh, yeah, first dash for cash first, for college racing, right? No, second. They won, yeah, they won they, one with AJ won, last yeah, week. Yeah, one with AJ. But yeah. my, what I was going to say was this guy's been asking us for two years to come back on the show, and we book him, and he's the first guy that's ever canceled on us. In what my, an idiot. In, in I heard, my opinion. Uh, I heard he had an emergency meeting with uh, with Duggar about his wrecking people in our <laughs> racing league. <laughs> he so, intentionally wrecked the So, guys, Jason, so. I'm not a technical expert, but I want to say about this thing, I'll say my favorite thing and I'll say my least favorite thing. My favorite thing is hands down, spot on with the bodies. I saw some identity in the nose for each manufacturer. I thought all the race cars looked really cool. Um, big, big fan of what the body of the car looked like. My least favorite thing is we announced we have this huge announcement there's a lot of obviously celebration we talked about last week how important this is to the rebranding of nascar but it hurt my heart on that day that they made this announcement because i know how many chassis builders and i know how many bodybuilders and body hangers fabricators are losing their jobs as a result of where this car is heading so i'm really excited uh, but I also had a lot of uh, hurt in my heart because I've been on the backside of those cuts. I've seen drivers get fired. I've seen spotters get fired. I've seen people who sweep the floors get fired. And anytime you have massive layoffs in any industry, man, it hits home for me. So, uh, uh, again, I think a, a lot of things to be excited about. Pros, the body, cons, the jobs. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I noticed a lot of stuff different, you know, Car to car, manufacturer to manufacturer. Some of like the louvers in the no in the hood to let the uh, air and the heat out. Um, that's what you want. You want to see different looking race cars. Obviously, they look different now, but I felt like that took it to another step. Um, like you said, obviously terrible for the for the guys that you know. Like the whole, half the sport is celebrating. Oh, look at our new, look at our next day, and then the other guys are like, yeah, that's the end of my career. So great, you know. Um, but. You know, I obviously we'll save next week. I, I don't, I'm sure we'll get more in depth with Chris. I, I think I have a lot of questions. I know Brett's got a lot of questions. There's there's safety concerns with the new car. Send us your questions. Um, yeah, you guys send in questions if you want anything you want us to ask Chris about next week. Um, there's no transmission in these cars. That's yeah. going to be major difference. There's a lot of things that I'm not qualified technically to speak to, but those are the kind of things that we want to dive into. With yeah, Chris. I mean, you're looking at a car last like I you watched the Reddick test. 
and it's a it's a five speed tra- five speed you know sequential the, sequential, sequential sequential shifter in there and and these guys were shifting at Darlington you know what I mean is what what is this something we got to look forward to like are we going to be shifting more on ovals you know it's just there's a lot of questions we can dive into it next week but like you said it's it's tough to to celebrate something when when a lot of guys are going to lose their job in our sport um I think I liked the cars. I think the cars, this is a way better look than the COT when they came out. This is, this should have been that car. It might, like, I, I guess, like, there, you, like you said, you can see some identity in the cars. I think they're, I mean, they look sharp. I kind of wanted to see one done up. I wish they picked a scheme out from this year so we could kind of really compare, like, you know, picked a Ford car out and done it up like a current, like, and, you know, all the other manufacturers do the same thing. So we could kind of side-by-side them at some point to really see what the what the lines look like on them more and what the car is going to look like. But I thought they looked sharp. The only – obviously, they left some big things out that are to be determined, which we don't probably won't know for a while, which obviously to me the, the big thing is the big spoiler size in the back, things like that. But I'm really curious about – the single lug deal. I don't know if that's, I mean, I don't know about it. I mean, obviously it works in IndyCar, things like that, because there's the, the supercars, the V8 cars use them, IndyCars use them, Formula ones like that. So I, I'm not really too worried about the safety of it, but it's just different for us. So it's going to take some adjusting to the only thing that I didn't, wasn't super impressed with yet. And I don't know if it's final is the interior, the dash area we've got, there for a while you could tell which team like which uh company had made the interior of the dash because everyone kind of had their own mold for the dash and i thought that was always kind of cool like you looked inside the hendrick cars they had a certain layout you looked inside you know the gibbs cars they had a certain layout penske cars had the way they liked everything and i always thought that was kind of neat to have a little bit of uniqueness inside to you know kind of make things like that and uh, from what I've seen in the interior of this car so far, and I don't, it might not be final, I don't know, but it's just the screen sits way up, like way, way up by the front windshield even kind of. And I, you know, I didn't think, um, hopefully when we get the new car, it's more modern looking, like a Tesla or something, you know, less trimmed down inside, but like nice looking, you know, like, uh, I mean, I'm excited to see them. I don't think any of us have any idea what it's going to do with a pack of them yet. So, and these cars look, look a little wider. The they they do. do look wider. Uh, yeah, I was curious to know if they are wider because they do look wider. Yeah, I wider. don't know. I, one of the things you talk about, you bring up the interior. One of the things I found interesting, and like you said, we don't know what's what's set Wider's in stone. not better. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, like your tr- your car Kansas last year was wide. Yeah. but uh, Seven car lengths wide. <laughs> you know, uh, some of the stuff you see, like through some of these tests and talking to Bubba because he ran one, uh, it's got a rear view camera in it as opposed to a rear view mirror. And, you know, whether that stays or not, I don't, you know, who knows. But, I mean, that's going to be way different. I was talking to Bubba a little bit about it, and he just said just the aesthetics of it, like you're so used to for years and years and years racing your race car, you, you know, you peek up at the mirror, you know, that's just where your eyes go. And now this is a camera mounted on the dashboard, you know, kind of like you would have in your everyday vehicle now. Uh, and it's that's your rearview mirror right now. So, and, and just – what kind of depth do they have? What, how can they see? You know, that'll be interesting to see how that. Last time I trusted my rearview mirror that was a camera, I backed into a trash can at a pizza place. <laughs> I think you were there. I was there. <laughs> you have a hard time backing into things. They've tried this. <laughs> They've tried this before. Like, 
some of the IMSA cars have tried this, and I don't know if many of them still use it, but I just don't know. Like, it's good for spotters if they go to video cameras. Is there going to be both, or you know, yeah, if they if um, they add both, because what happens if they you, had a mirror in one of the cars for sure? Because I saw Matt Weaver's video. You run, I saw a you run, a, you run some over and cut the wire to your camera. I mean, uh, well, I'm just, luck. Like, <laughs> I don't know, I. The more electronics, the more that can go wrong. I mean, oh, the, the the regular standard rear view mirror, you have maybe one issue every few years where a guy doesn't tighten a bolt up or something, and it hangs down, you know, and it, dro- it drops down a little bit. But I think it's hard to it's hard to replace a standard it, rear view mirror. It'll be interesting, you know. I think I think our first test is like October when we're all supposed to have cars and and go test, and it'll. It'll be interesting to see how they look and how how they race around each other. But really listen, if, if 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 OD's right and this is you know less downforce, you know, and this rear diffuser is supposed to make it easier, so you don't have such a wake behind a guy. Hey, great! But um, Truex and and who was it? Kurt at Charlotte. Kurt. They they didn't seem very thrilled with how they yeah. raced around each other. Reddick so. said a, Reddick seemed pretty pretty. He said he had his hands full at Darlington. Yeah, but you're not racing anybody. No, I know. But, I mean, to have your hands full by yourself. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just don't know why we say we're putting it back in the driver's hands. Like, was there a meeting where we said, let's take it out, let's take it out of the driver's <laughs> hands? Yeah, what, are we getting rid of power steering? What are we doing? <laughs> so, I don't know if you've seen a few tweets. People are asking about, like, the 2022 schedule and what that could look like and practice, no practice, realizing this is a new car. I mean, have we're you good. heard anything around? We're going to practice. I mean, it used. To, I don't know. It won't be as bad as it used to be because remember, yeah, I don't the think new car. Remember the new car was like the last new car was like a test day. Remember we had to go like a day before yeah. and it was like Blah. nine to five test day. That was day. the worst. Um, so hopefully we don't have that. But I think that they've realized that they don't. You know, they don't need to have. We've ran all tracks that, that we've never raced before with zero practice. Road courses that guys have not even raced a lap on. So. I don't think a little bit of practice is a bad thing, but I don't think we need that hours on and a whole day to go out there. And, and you're just the like Brett always says, the bigger teams are going to figure it out quicker. So don't don't give us tons of practice. Yeah. Let, the more you practice, the better the the top teams are going to get. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still fine with showing up and not even not even giving practice. Still, I mean, we're going to test these cars before we put them on track. They're not going to give us a product that we can't go race with. So why even have a lot of practice? I, I think next year you guys should do eight hours of practice on Friday, eight hours on Saturday, and, and race and that's double Brett headers fully on Sunday. Retires. I, think you should, I think you should spot full-time for Spire. <laughs> oh, we're going to dive into this car more in depth next week with Chris Rice uh, on the technical side. But if, hey, he not, if he doesn't get a penalty from Duggar tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's our thoughts. I, overall, we don't know what we don't know. Uh, but for what I've seen, I'm spot on. It looks good. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had some more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, what would you do? The best way to squeeze in that extra special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P 
com slash bumper. Spot on, spot off. Camping World CEO Marcus Limonis calls Sheldon Creed unprofessional and says, Jason? So Marcus Limonis called Sheldon unprofessional and says, Marcus said, people wonder why they are unsponsored. After Limonis offered to sponsor Creed and Sheldon tweeted, we are worth more than 15K. TJ, spot on, spot off. I'm uh, kind of spot off for that because I do think I do think there's two different spectrums here. He's sponsoring guys that go to the racetrack and might not, might not, aren't competitive. There's two different groups here. Sheldon's competitive, running for a championship, and then you you're sponsoring guys in the back who are are just trying to get a top twenty. And I mean, how many trucks did he have at Vegas? There was like four or five trucks. Oh, but more than that. More than that. Tennis. How many of them finished in the top ten? That's what I'm saying. There, One. Yeah, exactly. So you know, fifteen grand to a guy that is running 25th every week it is a different spectrum and scale to a guy that's running top five every week and winning championships. I understand both sides of it, but you know, I don't, I don't think Sheldon's ungrateful. I just don't think, I mean, you're not going to walk in there and sell me your truck for 50 bucks. You know, I mean, it's just, there's two different, two different views here. And I just think they're, I think they're off and I probably would have kept it off social media. <laughs> Brad, well, what do you think? But it gives something to talk about. How long you got? Uh, you we got, talked so, about this so a little bit already. Let me so. tell you this. When this happened, this was Vegas, right? It was the first race? This happened. Yeah, yes. when he, went crazy. And, he had quite and a few cars. Brett took the stance that he's about to take on this show that day. When all this stuff broke, me and Brett talked about it, and this is the exact stance Brett took then that he's getting ready to tell you right now. So this is not something he's developed in time. I know exactly what he's getting ready to say. Well, I was trying to be quiet about all of it, and then Jeff Gluck started texting me at 11 o'clock at night because <laughs> fans and, and drivers were being rude to him, and he was like, man, am I wrong? So when Marcus Limonis said he was going to go out, Casey, and sponsor people, I was thrilled because I think that's awesome. He's going to go out, and he's going to spend his marketing budget with teams to help them get to the racetrack and to help them be competitive and to grow his brand. I think that is freaking awesome. What I don't think is saying publicly how much money it was was very good for anybody in this sport because how much do you think it cost Casey to show up and run competitively in one race in the truck series? I'm going to tell you how much. It's over $100,000 a race. So if you're selling sponsorship for $100,000 a race – on Freddie's team. And in that same team, let's say Freddie's got number 22 and number 23. Well, let's say that sponsor A is paying, you know, 100 plus thousand dollars for number 22. Now let's say that this Freddie's team takes the steal with Marcus Lamonas. And they know that the 23 only got $15,000 in sponsorship and they're out there racing each other. What do you think the $100,000 sponsor is going to do? He's going to want his fucking money back and he's yeah. going to want it back right now. So you take and sponsor this series, which is phenomenal. You sponsor these cars and trucks, which is phenomenal. But you completely destroy the market value of high-paying sponsors when you do something like this publicly. There's a lot of deals being made right now. I made one this morning. I made a deal this morning sitting in the parking lot before I walked in this show. you were getting people out of tickets. And it's going to be. I did that, too. <laughs> but it's going to be an awesome deal for this company to get to go to Dover at a decent rate. Now, it's a one-race deal. Am I going to go on here and tell you guys how much it is? No, because it's not any of your f***ing business. We're not Why? publicly traded Why? companies. Well, because so, you're going to so, try and get more so, from somebody else. So, so my come. point is, let's make this analogy to where you, you, you fans can understand it, because some of you have tweeted me some 
ridiculous stuff in You're the last blocking. 36 hours. Some of it's probably um, deserving. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and, and so, so let me ask you this. If the four of us go to an NBA game tonight, Okay, and you paid eighty dollars for a ticket, Casey. TJ paid eighty dollars for a ticket. Freddie paid eighty dollars for a ticket, and I show up and I tell you mine was only ten dollars. What are you going to do with the next NBA game? How much are you going to be wanting to pay for yours? Ten dollars. Ten fucking dollars. So when you people don't understand where I'm coming from, that's where I'm coming from. We politely asked Marcus to come on this show. Um, I never saw a tweet back. If you tweeted me back, maybe it just didn't make it to Did me. Did you block him um, first? Of no, all. I'm not. I don't have okay. a reason to block the guy again. <laughs> I think he's doing a lot of great things for the sport, the series, and these teams. But you know. What did he do for those teams he gave fifteen grand to at Vegas? One of them finished in the top ten, right? So so he had a huge brand presence. And then you go, well, oh, you can win. You can get $100,000 if you win. Well, what are the freaking odds that one of them guys is going to win? And for, Sh- for, win. for Sheldon to go out there and devalue his brand, his product, people go, well, this truck's going to be fifteen grand's better than nothing. If he needed the fifteen grand, he wouldn't be racing to start with. He's already got the budget to go out, win races, yeah. compete for championships, or he wouldn't even be there. Yeah, I mean, spot on for Sheldon to come back with that, you know, what ain't worth fifteen grand because it's not. And I've, I think I've asked you this before. If if you're going to a racetrack and you've got no a blank race car, I was going to ask Chris this, but he's not here, obviously. Um, if you if Colleg Racing is going to the racetrack and they have a blank car, not a sponsor on it, on Friday afternoon, are you taking fifteen thousand and giving somebody a primary? No, no you're not because it still devalues your car. Guess, um, guess how much it cost me to wrap the car? Three grand. <laughs> A drive hey, a fire suit twenty five hundred. If we start a GoFundMe for the DBC car sponsorship, <laughs> I think we could get fifteen grand and put our show all over a truck. Yeah, I mean we yes. might be able to. Be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Um, you know, I, I but just, do you want to be on the truck that it's going to get you on? I, I won't be on one that's going to wreck, so we all get more time. <laughs> <laughs> we pick one that's going to get win hit. or catch on fire. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like you know, he offered this, and it was unless this has changed. The original offer was fifty grand to win, not a hundred. I keep saying a hundred. It was fifty grand to win. Now maybe there was some contingency where if you won multiple races, you get a hundred. It was fifty to go in, thirty-five for a top five, twenty-five for a top ten, and then fifteen to. But and to your point, you had to wrap it yourself. Like it was, you wrapped a truck and I'll give you 15 grand. So now you're really getting 12. Um, and it's just, and not only that, now you're going out there and your truck, like if you design paint schemes, you know, you have people that work for you to design paint schemes. Great. Now my truck looks like 12 other trucks out here. So it doesn't stand out at all. Like I don't, you know, it's just, there's, if anybody in this situation was unprofessional, I think it was Marcus for taking a beef with the series champion, not, not just a driver in your series, the series champion. That, you know, oh, that's why they're unsponsored. No, they're unsponsored. But, but, but go back and look at how it all became public again. Because a fan tweeted Marcus that Marcus should sponsor Sheldon Creed. Marcus could have kept his Twitter completely shut off. Just ignored it. Or he could have. But, but what did he do? He retweeted it and said, we've tried. And then Sheldon was like, oh, so now you're making it out to be like, we don't want your sponsorship. When in reality, we would love to have your sponsorship, but not at a point that's going to completely devalue GMS. You know, and just... Like you said, if if he never puts the numbers out there, this is a great thing for the sport because it's nobody Wonderful has thing. to know. Nobody has. To, oh man, I do you, like people the, would uh, think that Marcus is giving these guys a hundred grand. They don't have to know. I do like the incentive program that he created for the pit crews and and the, yep. the crew guys and stuff. I and think that's pretty team, awesome. I thought I will say the buzz that has you know the camping world and even the truck series all over twitter you know a lot of it is really good it's like, good for him doesn't one of the you, bonuses go to the crew guys or something i don't 
I don't think so. No, I think there is one. I Maybe think, I don't know. Again, it's yeah. awesome for his brand exposure. I'm not. I'm not saying that's not the case. But but listen to me, fans. When you have media people that have figured this out and that are pointing this out, it's to help you guys grow your business acumen within this sport. If you want to sit on the couch and be completely ignorant to all of the business things that go on in the sport, then hell, this is awesome for you. But if you truly want to understand how it works when the doors are closed and the papers are getting signed, that's important to some people. I I want to be a knowledgeable fan, and and I study a lot of different sports. But the reality is, on the business side, if if this had never been public, it would have been an awesome thing for everybody. But because we went so public with these numbers, and the numbers are crap. That's the problem. The numbers are crap compared to what it costs for us to go show up and race. It just it, it's a bad idea. Sorry, spot off. I'll wrap my car for fifteen grand a year. No problem. I'll drive it around. Drive it around town. Yeah. Mooresville. Have, have your people. Call my people, Marcus. We'll figure it out. You gotta pay Have for you the ever wrap. been camping? Act like in a tent camping? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. we should do a DBC camping trip. Yeah, that's it. that'll <laughs> We'll take up. my pontoon and we'll go up to an island. There's and we'll only anchor one down. person at this table that's not gonna make it. Casey, <laughs> are you serious? You never camped in a tent. I'm just saying. I mean, she's never camped. In I've a never tent. camped in a tent. Exactly, no. but not because I don't want to. Why do we got to use tents? Have you never slept in a sleeping bag? Yeah. Yes, I have. Where did you sleep in a sleeping bag? In, in a hotel bed? room? In the bed? No, in <laughs> You're the one toter. of them kids. Oh, in the toter home. You oh, slept in a sleeping bag inside of something. I want to go camping, so don't give me that. You can't handle it. Like, I want to. You're glamping. Yeah, I, no, glamping yeah. sounds great, but I would go to Talladega Boulevard and I camping. would camp on <laughs> the boulevard and just hang out. I would crazy. do it. In a, million dollar, hey, in a million dollar motor I want to go out here on Lake Norman and camp on one of these islands. She wants to go to Talladega Boulevard. That's not camping. Yeah. That's okay, party. fine. I'll go somewhere in That's Lake That's partying. Norman. That's okay. party. We can't get a motor home to an island. You said... <laughs> You guys I'm just think saying. I'm it's, so it's a, high maintenance. There's a ferry. <laughs> yeah, what are we going to run a drop yeah, cord across there for powering up to? First of all, if we use those huge boats and we can get something on there, we can get go glam. Now nah, we're kayaking but out there. Whatever you get I, in the kayaks, you what you guys, can take. You guys think I'm so high maintenance. I, I could do t- it. We're just going off what Chad tells us. <laughs> <laughs> we don't think be. you're high maintenance. He we, better not be saying anything. We know you're high maintenance. Okay. Well, spot on, spot off. No denial. Martin Truex Jr. says, I cut the 23 as many breaks as I could there. He about ran me into the wall twice when Martin Ch- when MTJ laps Bubba Wallace at the end of stage one. Freddie, spot on, spot off. Uh, he didn't even see what happened. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I took a break. Um, Alex is yawning. That means our show sucks. We got to pick it up. Can I? Here. Clear. Is it possible for me to be both here? Because he's right. He did cut us some breaks. He rode behind us and the 18 for a little while while we tried to work our way through some traffic. And then um, on the other side of it, I mean, Bubba is Bubba, for one. He's, he races hard all the time, no matter what it is. Um, and he's got a his job is to take every inch. So if he's clear, he's taking it. And you're racing to stay on the lead lap. There's less than 10 to go in a stage. This is highly frowned upon, Freddie. Yeah, oh, I Just found so this. You know. Yeah, I know. Um, but, you're not allowed to race, <laughs> especially with him. Sometimes he's not a he's not a big fan of racing, especially around lap cars. But you know it 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 also kind of puts you in a difficult spot to spot for because, like, I can't tell if Martin's trying to go, if Martin's just going to be content yeah. riding behind us. He had a pretty he had a half a straightaway leader, so yeah, so I'm did. like, 
I think he's just – and you call it differently when you think a guy's riding versus when a guy's pushing real hard to get there. So it, yeah. it kind of puts you in a and tough spot. And the driver spot. drives in different spots, too. Yeah. You, you <laughs> drive less defensive. Yeah. Then you can focus on the guy in front of you more. So, you know, it was it was a it was a strange circumstance. And I know we – I mean, we raced him hard, but I don't know what you're supposed to do. You're not just going to lay over and let the guy get you because – Essentially, you know, he, he cut us brakes, but essentially he lapped us, and we lost the lucky dog at the same time. So obviously, he didn't cut us enough brakes um, to to prevent us from losing a lap there. So unfortunate situation, but I think it's just racing. Brett, I, I my my biggest struggle with this is actually Freddie, because Freddie has come on the show for the last several months and basically condemned Martin Truex for how. He is about everything on the radio. So this is another instance where it sounds like Martin is fussing and griping about stuff on the radio. You're holding a wheel. Your car has a bumper and you can move them or you can pass them. And, and so in this particular instance, I got to be spot off on what Martin said because it's racing. And this guy, you know, TJ said it on here before. If you if you manage to stay on the lead lap right here or not lose another lap, whatever the scenario may be for your guy at any point in time, it completely changes the outcome of the race for you, especially with that few of the laps left in the stage. Um, when you get lapped, when you become ineligible for the ineligible for the lucky dog, you're screwed because you got to come get tires. You're at Darlington. You got to pit because it's in the stage. Everybody like it just. It screws your day completely up. So I think there has to be more awareness um, for the leader or whoever this may be that this guy's racing for the rest of his day at the end of the stage. TJ. Yeah, I'm spot off. I mean, it, it is a racetrack, and not everyone's car is working as good as yours if you're the leader. And you got to understand that when you catch these guys. And I've seen plenty of guys ride around that area, catch a break right there, and 50 laps later they're running top five. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. And that in the position that some of the people are in, that's a huge swing in points. Like, bit, like gigantic. Like, I mean, it's race changing. So, I don't – I have – you know, if you're racing a guy real hard, you race for 20 laps and you finally get around him and then he just crosses you over and slide, and slide jobs you. I mean, I get it. That, that would probably frustrate somebody. But dude's racing for his – I mean, that changes your race, man. And like Brett said, I mean – You've got all the tools that you have right there to go. And if you want to go, go. Use them tools. You know, make the pass and go. So it's a racetrack, man. It's Darlington. It's exciting. I, I want to go there, and that's what I want to see these guys do. I want to see the, the, the battle on the track. I don't want to see, oh, you're better, go ahead, or, you know, ride around. I want to see guys like, I mean, we got up there. We restarted third one time, and, and Joey dang near got inside Martin for the lead. And we were – and he's pressing him, you know. Uh, he's – Trying to pack air in the left rear, do everything you can, and, and that's what you're supposed to be doing. I look at the points right here. Matt Benedetto is the first guy out of the playoff. I personally don't think he races as hard as the next ones that I'm going to rattle off. The 47, Ricky Stenhouse. The 6, Ryan Newman. Hard one, racers. Kurt Busch. The 23, Bubba Wallace. The hard. 42, Ross Chastain. Guess what them guys are going to do, Martin? That group right there. They're going to race your balls off. That group right there is a that is a Bees battle. Nest. Yeah, man. And honestly it's fun to watch them it's i hate being in it but man they're they're racing yeah they are doing their jobs they are doing their jobs old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. NASCAR initially gave Bubba Wallace the free pass, but took it back. Bubba again? Saying he was involved. Told you I had a long day yesterday. Saying he <laughs> was long involved weekend. in the accident with Kurt Busch. Spot on, spot off. Freddie. I mean, yeah, you, I didn't see what happened. Freddie, so. you really the only one to talk to this one because yeah. you know what's up. So yeah. I am 100% spot on, unfortunately, because it was the right call. And I can't come on here every week and take NASCAR to task for not calling rules the right way, calling rules black and white, and then go against them just because a certain call went against me. Listen, I think I saw a lot of outrage on Twitter yesterday about how it was a, it was a bad call or whatnot. What happened? Uh, so we're racing back there. We're, in the, we're the lucky dog. There's guys up our ass for the lucky dog. And Kurt was racing. I forget who was right in front of us. But Kurt's racing that guy trying to pass him off a of four. And he just comes off the bottom, gets tight, kind of slides up in it. It might have been to Benedetto. Slides up into him, kind of checks up, and we're up, up his ass. We pop yeah. in the back. You know, we drive into him with the left front and turn him down into the inside wall. So, oh, you turned Kurt. Yeah, that's what, like we okay. run. We run in the back of him. I you didn't know, know how he got like he come up okay. and we hit him with the left front and turn him down into the into the wall. But you know, it's the rule is, and to my knowledge, the rule is not did you intentionally cause the caution. The rule is, are you involved in involved. the caution? Yeah. And unfortunately, we were involved in the caution. And I had said it right away. If they were listening to my radio, you know, not they, but if fans or anybody was listening to my radio, Wheels is like, all right, we're the lucky dog. And I just said, hopefully, you know, because I knew that. This is a potential call that they could make here, and and I get it. It stinks. It, it it trapped us another lap down compared to what we should have been, and we ended up three down at the end of the race. But you know, it's just that's that's the rule. It is what it is. You know, that's the right call. So you can't you can't fault NASCAR for making the right call. Just so you, so just back to this point real quick. If you had a caution would have come out earlier, and you would have been the lucky dog earlier, or stayed on the lead lap. This never happens. Oh, yeah. 100%. And you probably run top 15 the rest of the race, yeah. too. Yep. Absolutely. So that's the importance of it. Anybody other comments? Spot on, spot off? I don't. I mean, he was involved in it. Like Freddie said, I don't think it's hard to go against that. The only part of this call that I don't agree with was they gave us the lucky dog. Yeah. Like they announced 20 over the NASCAR radio, 23 years lucky dog. I'm like, oh, wow. We got Catch away your hips with up. it. Yeah. We got away with it. And then, yeah. like, a half a lap later, like, uh, pull that back. We uh, we take it back. Twenty three was involved, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Hey, you want to go to prom? <laughs> but hey, never mind. I'm going with it with a cuter their, guy. To Sorry. their defense on that, though, you can't see where they're at off of four, and they probably like I had but no was, idea. We were under there for a while. Like I was waiting. Yeah, for it a was call a, couple for a couple laps. laps. But right when the right when the cosh comes out, I think they immediately look for the first car right away. You yeah. know, and then they oh, call. Yeah. Then they go back and look. And I mean, say, even the fans. So it, it was on the it was on the big scoreboard. Bubba Wallace, lucky to a free pass, whatever they put up there. Let me ask you this. Just kidding. Just kidding. Let me ask you this. Why doesn't it just go to the next guy? So I don't know. You know Why? what was big? You know what was a big saying in the eighties? Uh, they should have done this. Psych. 
<laughs> Just kidding. That'd be funny. It was throwback weekend. But, hey, would you have a problem with that? No, no. It's the next eligible guy. Listen, if the race winner is DQ'd, who, who wins the race? Next eligible guy. I, I, I agree with you there. All right. Well, Kyle Larson chases Martin Truex Jr. down from four seconds back with 30 laps to go. Unable to make a winning pass. Spot on, spot off, TJ. Well, spot on. It got exciting for a little bit. I honestly think Truex is playing with him uh, because when he got close, Truex shifted to fifth gear and drove away. <laughs> so, I mean, it, Truex's last three laps of the track were like, hey, watch this. Like, it was almost, I thought it was going to get real exciting. And then I looked over there and he was like, clear by five. The next straightaway is clear by 10. Then it was 15. I'm like, what a jerk. Yeah. So, no, I, I, it was exciting, though. I was actually, we were riding behind them and I was watching them try to catch the six, hoping they didn't so we could get the lucky dog. And, and it was a good battle, man. Weaving in and out of traffic. It was a classic Darlington battle that I enjoyed till, until Truex dropped the hammer. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. The 19 was untouchable all day long. You know, we were we were tailing the lead lap a lot of times on the stage ends, and and you'd see Truex come, and then you know you always look back to see kind of how hard you can race him, how depending on how big a lead he has, and it's like, okay, you couldn't even figure out who was second a couple of times because you're looking back oh, over yeah. straight it's hard away. To figure out, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the 19 was ridiculous all day, and and you know it's a product of tire wear. Also, we've seen this with Kyle a lot. Um, you know, he kind of hauling ass to get up there and then probably wore stuff out a little bit getting there. And, and Martin, like you said, was probably just kind of pacing himself. And if the five got any closer, obviously, like the last couple of laps, like you said, he just drove away from him. So yeah. it is what it is. The 19 was, was by far the best car all day, and he deserved yeah. to win. I called Freddie last night to tell him to speed like hell through Pageland so he could get a ticket <laughs> and I could get him out of it. And, and, TJ, to your point, the first thing I told him was Martin was playing with him. Uh, the oh, yeah. dominant car won the race when people are going, oh, man, it's so boring to watch a dominant car. Dude, that's what these people work their guts out for. They work their guts yeah. out to lead the most laps and kick your ass. So, like, this is what NASCAR is all about. How many cars are going to lead lap? Like nine or ten at the end of the race? This guy was – just imagine if there weren't stages – how many people would have been on yeah. lead lap? He was lights out faster than everybody else. I thought it was cool. Kyle Larson got close to him. I thought it made for great TV. I actually told my buddy Joe in Columbia, I was like, I think Larson wins this race, uh, or Denny wins this race. I said it on Twitter. And he said, so who do you think is going to be fast? I was like, man, Larson or Denny? Uh, obviously, I was wrong. Truex was the fastest car, and he kicked their ass yesterday. That's yeah. an old-fashioned yeah. ass kicking on Friday yeah, weekend. Hey, man, that's credit to them guys, that crew chief. James, what's his name? Small. Small. Yeah, James man. Small. They built a great car and in Dame. That's what we all try to do every week. 17 trucks were involved in a restart pileup after leaders John Hunter Nemechek and Corey Heim spun their tires Friday at Darlington. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Were you in it? Nope. I was on pit road. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what a nightmare of a race this was. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, it's not, and it's hard to get on the truck guys because what's this? There is only their second trip back there for most of them. I mean, there's a handful of guys that yeah. ran back in the day, but I mean, for one, and yeah, you were there spotting like mm -hmm. one of the worst spotter stands we've had in a while, especially like yeah, that's pretty rough. It was like you were trying to look, and and I don't think that I think it was a mistake made. It was kind of the same spots we tried to spot from last year. But the problem was this year there was fans, yeah, and the fans would stand up, and and you were trying to look through fans and other spotters, and 
And that was a bad area where they all wrecked at, too, on top of that. So that probably played a little part into it. But Brett would have been miserable right oh, there. I text Kip. You couldn't see if exit a four. That's what Freddie told me. I, it is bad. I text Kip before the race started because I'd seen some fans standing up down there, and I'm like, hmm, this might not be a great idea. So I just said something like, hey, man, I don't know how this spotter stand is going to work out with the fans. He's like, okay, you know, keep me posted. And like the lap 15 caution, I'm like, it's way worse than I thought. But yeah. like, I literally could not see my truck until he was past the restart zone off a of four. They would all stand up, and you would lose your visual, and you you'd ask him to sit down it was so bad i heard i saw herm yelling at somebody <laughs> that's not that's new. how bad that night was herm <laughs> was yelling at somebody he come up there dj can i stand behind you i'm like yeah come on up here <laughs> and he was hollering at somebody you know, walking out he I, herm was upset <laughs> it was uh it was not ideal thankfully they moved us for the rest of the weekend put us back on the yeah. spotter stand but uh as far as this wreck goes i don't know that them guys spun their tires as much as uh maybe old stewie freezing out back was a little bit aggressive pushing and you got a guy, a kid, Corey Heim, who's super talented, young kid. Uh, it runs good on the front row. Uh, obviously, he ran top three the whole race. Uh, you know, he is in a position where he's getting shoved like that. And maybe I was talking to Andy Houston, who spots for that truck. And it's you, you kind of think maybe if that's Kyle, that this doesn't happen. You know, he might Kyle might be able to control the truck a little better. Kid front row, probably his first. I think it's his first or. Maybe, one of his first couple truck starts getting jacked up yeah. from behind. He just like gets kind of he just gets kind of turned out into the outside leader. You know, uh, Nemechek on the outside, and then that was that was the end of it. But it was uh, it was a hell of a wreck. I could give you that much. Well, I was spot off because I had to get up at six forty a.m. <laughs> to go to a Copperheads baseball game, uh, which we ended up getting our asses kicked because we played terrible. But my buddy Dog Treat Dave was over, and we were watching on the <laughs> iPad at the fire pit, which was phenomenal, right? But every time they'd wreck and throw this red flag, he'd throw another log on the fire and go to the refrigerator and get another fireball yeah. shot. So by the end of this race, I'm hammered, and they they just keep tearing up stuff. I'm that like, actually well, sounds like a pretty fun night. I was yeah. like, this race Honestly. will not ever end. So I was spot off for that. But look, man, if, if you want to talk about – I loved Arlington, and, and to see the dynamic play out the way it did, um, it was fun. But that that wreck definitely wasn't caused because of people spinning their tires. No, I'm uh, I'm spot off because I hate seeing that many that much equipment get tore up. But man, this is the truck series. This is the series where that stuff's supposed to happen. Where you're supposed to learn. And I saw a lot of brave moves in the truck race. Like y- y- it's funny because you watch a cup race and these guys are all. Minus ten house driving across the flat last year. That was like the only thing that stood out in the beginning of the race. These cup guys are really good. They know where to be. They don't get three wide. They get it figured out before they get to the corner. These truck guys, you go three wide, well, I'll go four. Let's go. Yeah, that graph guy, he did the same thing. His favorite. I got to ask you this about truck race, though, since we're on this topic. What happened to Chandler Smith? Because he was out there. He was kind of in the wreck. The next thing I know, they parked him. Like, what did he do? I think he was. I was saving that for a certain segment coming up later, but we can talk about it now. The, the just, tell us, segment. just tell us. So what he, he did. was, he had a suspension damage or something coming, and there are safety trucks at the end of the front stretch, and he come by them, like, not all the way Wide like, open, three quarter throttle. He was flying, yeah, and obviously there was a left front down, something broke, like it was sparking, like it wasn't a, something going wrong. You like a hard left into the safety equipment if, right if there. Something guys, breaks, if something breaks, he could it, hit him. Yeah. Bad situation if something breaks think, right there. I think it just – we always talk about situational awareness on here. And you leave pit road, and you've we've all been in this situation where you know you've got a bunch of damage. He was in the, that big pileup on the front stretch. A lot of damage. So you leave pit road, and I think Stockman's his crew chief. Stockman's going to tell him, hey, run through three and four as hard as you can and make sure this thing's not rubbing, not dragging, not doing whatever because you, you want to get an idea before you go back green how bad it is. And, you know – 
now this is on Lambert's job now to be because Lambert spots for him to tell him, all right, you can you can do that or you can't. And I think there's mis you know not miscommunication, but two guys maybe talking at once. And but Chandler's still in the seat. He's got to be smart enough to see. Okay, I cannot. First of all, he knows his trucks driving. Bad. I can't haul ass through here because yeah. there's there's cleanup trucks everywhere. And the 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 scary one was I didn't see much in three and four. They they were kind of on the bottom cleaning up stuff. But the scary one was on the front stretch. There was two jets or whatever, like only a land and a half or so off the wall. And that's when he went hauling well, ass around and, the outside. And one thing him. breaks there in people's right lives. Oh yeah, that shouldn't yeah, be. That, so that's you, just that's stupid. But like race, to TJ's point. Like, this is a series where you learn. You did something yeah. stupid. They call you to the truck. I promise you they made him feel like a complete idiot in this meeting. They yeah. do not call you to the truck to tell you how great you Safety are and how trucks. great for the sport you are. My, my favorite thing I've ever heard is, this is an invitational series, and we don't have to invite you to come back. It's what they told a guy in one of the meetings. I've, I mean, been, in a, I've been in a, one of those. I don't, I'm sure you have. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> safety trucks, if you're a driver – and you're in the truck series or K&N series, when you see a NASCAR safety truck out there, when you start getting to the truck series, anywhere, really, especially when you get to these big tracks. Big tracks. Slow way down. Like, make a complete effort because it's it's only going to take one quick thing to break it. Any, and if you're already wrecked, slow down even more because you never know what can happen. So, but spot off for the big wreck. I was in it. So, Haley drove a great race. I don't know if. She was good. She's for her first laps on that track. We went into turn one. I was like, we're going to go into one and tenth and come out of there about twentieth, probably wrecked. And she drove great the Why whole. I have a lot of confidence in her. Well, <laughs> I mean, I know what you're saying. Turn one at Darlington is probably Woo! one of the scariest corners it's to go so into. So narrow, man. Yeah, and even the exit. I'm like, look, you've got to be careful on this exit. If you overdo it, you're in the wall. If you go too low and you underdo it and try to thought, you're in the wall. So. She did really good all night, and she actually wants to come on the show. So good, bring her in. Right now. <laughs> yeah. See, maybe She's don't here. do that. She's in here already. Yeah. NASCAR is considering adding Chicago, Denver, and Mexico City as street race host cities. Spot on, spot off, TJ. Spot on for two of them. Which ones? <laughs> which ones? I bet I know which ones out. <laughs> I've been to the other place. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, look, I mean, the fans are awesome in Mexico City. Love yes. the fans. The racetrack is awesome in Mexico City. It's huge, but it's awesome. Yeah, the the chanting is Dude, awesome. The flags, uh, yeah. is awesome. Seeing Jeff Jacobson have to take his Kyle Busch shirt off was awesome. <laughs> Mexico City, never again for me. No, it's it's not when you're told not to leave your hotel. It's not good. Like you, like that's scary to me. Like, I almost got kidnapped in Mexico City. So, yes. So, but I will say that it would be really cool to wow branch out and. I do love that. Race they would have brought happen. you back. You realize that? Oh yeah, they'd have been like, "Damn, we can't keep." How up much with money can we pay yeah. you to bring her back? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you say. Casey, I love you. I'm just kidding. But, how you but, say high maintenance in Spanish? But then, <laughs> when I tweeted that we shouldn't go back to Mexico City, people came at me, tell me I was an idiot. TJ, we were held hostage for three days. Yeah, it's rough, man. Like, go I, to your hotel, don't leave. Go to the racetrack, don't leave. You got to ride this bus. What don't year leave. was this? When was this? The very first year. I don't remember what year it was. I want to guess 03, 04. Um, right. And I went with Elliot Sadler. We were running full time cup, but we brought in City Financial as a sponsor, and Banamex was one of their brands. And they would not sign with us unless we agreed to go do the Mexico City uh, Bush Series race at the time. 
So, of course, we did. I'm yeah. excited about it. And then, man, we start hearing horror stories about the test with the RCR guys. And we start hearing horror stories about, you know, guys getting kind of taken advantage of, getting drugged down at the hotel bar. And then we start hearing. So, so long story short, fans, we were essentially treated like prisoners for three days in terms of the, the way they made us move logistically around and where we were allowed to go and not to go. And, and me personally, I don't want to be anywhere that they say it's the highest kidnapping rate in the world for Americans. Um, you can't go outside after dark. Hey, I'm pretty good with going to all these other places that y'all want to go. I love Mexico. I love Mexican food. I love Mexican beer. I'll go anywhere you want to go in Mexico, but it damn sure ain't Mexico City. Now, Montreal, add that to the list. That's where I want to go because I've been there, and that place is awesome. Freddie, what do you think? Uh, you know, I've never been to Mexico City, but just listening to all the horror stories on the roof over the years, I'm good with never going there. I, I'm pretty hard to kidnap, but I mean. <laughs> no, not, not actually. You'd be not, surprised. Not. <laughs> <laughs> um, my biggest concern is hey, you taco free tacos, <laughs> ready? Get in the van. <laughs> um, <laughs> my biggest issue with this is we don't need any more road courses, like. I'm okay if this is going to take place, you know, take the place of an existing road course race. But if we're going to run seven again next year and then add two more street courses, no, I'm out. Like we're already at over twenty percent of our point races are road courses. I don't. That's that's kind of getting away from the sport that I grew up watching every week, and I, I don't think we need to alienate any more fans. But the the street races, I'm all in for a street course. I think Chicago would be great. I think Nashville would be amazing. That the street course they're going to run, uh, I'd love to be in any of them markets. Denver, I've got family out there, so it'd be cool to go out there one time. But I just don't want to do it. And maybe we move it around different street course every year. I just don't want to add two or three more road courses to the schedule. This guy, this tweet here is pretty interesting, Brett. I saw that. <laughs> uh, somebody just tweeted before we move on to Reaction Theater. Somebody just tweeted me. His name is David James. He tweeted at the show. Um, and it's a picture of Martin Truex's car. It says, looks awfully familiar, and it is the 19 car from yesterday, and then the 78 and 19 cars for the last, I don't know, few years, and they've all got identical damage to them done after the burnouts. He's a consistent <laughs> celebrator. I applaud I, him. I, I mean, hit yeah. your marks. <laughs> <laughs> This Door Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. As Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise, RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver diecasts, hats, apparel, helmets, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. For example, TJ, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible diecast cars available for 39 different drivers, including... This weekend's Darlington winner, Martin Truex's Jr. race-winning diecast. RacingUSA.com is truly unique. They automatically discount items in your cart so you get the best price. They offer free upgrades to expedited shipping. They guarantee the lowest pre-order prices. They ship all in-stock orders the next business day. And as an added bonus, you can enter to win this month's $200 gift card. So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com. America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. (laughs) 
Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Ready for reaction theater? Yeah, let's go. Holy mother forking shirt balls, boys. That right there is an ass whipping. True. I swear to God, I just teleported right back to 1999 and just watched the cup race down in Darlington this weekend. And oh my God, I couldn't believe it. The battle between Larson and Truex. And I, I, I feel like Truex didn't even pit at all in, in stage two, but holy shit. That is what a cup race is supposed to be, folks. They're, the cars are supposed to be hard to drive. The tires are supposed to wear down. Fuel mileage. A caution-free stage three is a beautiful thing, if you ask me. And my goodness, I enjoyed the hell out of this Mother's Day Darlington race. Solid call. I, was, I like he's it. He's not lying. Yeah, no. I like him. Damn, that was the right call. For the high horsepower, low downforce package. On a track that's tough on tires. What a beautiful thing. Another good one. Chevy's two for two. How about that? Denying them Toyotas. Woo-hoo-hoo. No, it was good to see that. My what an idiot goes to fucking NASCAR for not showing Dale Jr. in the number eight car. That was on my list as well. <laughs> yeah, they didn't uh, They didn't show that at all. Literally, it was out at his house with his kids. and We were out there hanging out with him. Hey, get ready, Isla. You're going to see your dad. I'm just kidding. Psych. Psych. <laughs> Probably the third biggest name in NASCAR history. I would say Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt Sr., then Dale Jr. are the three biggest names in NASCAR history. The first two are in a lot of songs. All right. That's how you know you're big. You make it into a song. But to not show that, what are they thinking? I mean, Dell Jr. is in that one clip where that kid's giving a description of the police chase, and he comes around like, hey, came around that corner, getting it like Dale Jr. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 That's something. I mean. <laughs> TJ, you must be spotted from North Carolina here in Arizona. Your f***ing fans out here blocking the beer aisle. Love you, Brett. Love you, Brady. Casey, you're cool. Jason, drink more beer. <laughs> <laughs> So I, like I did it. see a lot of Logano fans in the stands. We were at the baseball game yeah. yesterday. This is Mother's Day, right? It's Mother's Day. Everybody's supposed to be feeling all this love and happiness. And, and me and Freddie are sitting in the bleachers, and some guy walks over to us. And what do you say, Freddie? Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, man, how's it going? TJ sucks. <laughs> I'm in an AU baseball game, and they're telling me you suck. No idea who he was. <laughs> it's funny that I do the same thing I did three years ago, and I couldn't do anything wrong. Now you work for somebody I else. Know. Weird how that works. You win more races, and you suck worse. Norm Binning is 69 years old. Ha, nice. You know what's not nice? Norm Binning, not just a moving chicane, he's a moving hazard out there. He got lapped twice within the first 15 laps. And then he keeps getting lapped every other five laps. I don't know why he keeps getting put into these races, but he seems like he's too dangerous out there. He's not lying. No, he's, he he did lap seven. I was watching the race. That was, was it like, was bad. Wow, lap seven. Yeah. Park him. Why, 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 we just let him keep riding around, and then he about screwed the race up. 
Yeah, that's a safety hazard for sure. John right. Hunter, when John Hunter caught him, it was whoo, like he was. Uh, yeah, I felt like the pace car should turn the lights on and pull him over and give him a breathalyzer. At that point, <laughs> swerving. No, Joey just got a penalty. Just kidding. This is great. <laughs> TJ, you suck. Still finished 14th. Everyone, TJ is so nice. <laughs> I don't Well, understand. that's debatable, Casey, but. You're nice I, I think this is more of a driver situation yes, than a TJ situation. It. Yeah, I mean, if I went and worked for. I could switch shirts right now and go work for Chase Elliott. I'd be the greatest thing ever. Is that foreshadowing? No. Damn, should we tell Eddie? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> whatever shirt you wear is what kind of reaction you get. <laughs> Brett Griffin is a f***ing clown. Who? Freezing? Brett. D- Brett. Is that, oh. Me? Oh. Is, that, is that the whole call? That's it. <laughs> oh. Solid. I don't disagree. You are a clown. Are you blocked yet? <laughs> Proud to be. Yeah, can you please give us your Twitter handles? Yeah, we need your Twitter can, handles. Yeah, you can properly block Facebook, you. Facebook, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, everything you got. I'll give social. my address. Your social. <laughs> Justin freaking Algar, baby. Taking Jeez. that seven car to the victory lane at Darlington. Yeah. How about that? Taking the Dell Senior throwback to victory lane. Hell yeah, man. Better than that no throwback driving nine car. Hey, TJ, don't let the haters worry about you. You don't suck that bad. That was really cool for Allgaier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. And, and all of JRM, honestly. I think they, they were so strong the entire race. So yeah. yeah. I mean, and also, I mean, Josh Berry up there running good yep. again. That's impressive to go there and do that. So solid. That was a fun race to watch still. Exciting. I didn't. How hard was that hit at the end? Like with, uh, I think it's pretty it awesome. off of two. With Dude, his car was destroyed. Yeah, so, so, was so guess one. what? TV didn't show any of those wrecks. Oh, no. Two wrecks happened on the last lap. None of us had any idea. I didn't know that Jeb was involved in a wreck until I talked yeah, to Freddie after the, the race. Wreck. That was the same okay. wreck. Was yeah, they come off there and, oh, the 22 stopped down here on the bottom, like, and he's destroyed. What happened? Hey, man, I forget who it was. It was a slower car. 15, maybe? Uh, they they wrecked a ton right in front of us off of two, yeah. and we, we were right there. We clipped them with the right front. But, yeah, I was surprised when you told me that it wasn't on TV. And, yeah, see it. and just to call out for a throwback, too, I think I think you mentioned Noah didn't have a throwback. A lot of it has to do with sponsors. So I think they're – It was a throwback to last week. Would you be yeah. upset if – Oh, well, yeah, true. Are, are you upset if you are the seven, eight, and one cars when, when the nine gets disqualified for some kind of suspension mounting and, and you don't? Like, is that something – that you would have thought would be team wide, or is that something one team's trying to hope uh, not get caught? No, I mean, how many <laughs> I times mean, Chad Canals get thrown out? <laughs> I mean, how many times in the, that ten year run did Chad get in trouble more than anybody? Yeah, all the and time. And guess guess whose crew chief was kind of from that same era? Noah Graxons. Yeah, ah, yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, he's a Pemberton. He's a Pemberton guy. I mean, that that yeah, that, that, there's a, a connection. I mean, that's that's the generation oh, that pushes things. He was Chad's things. engineer. I mean, he pushes things. Yeah, I mean, he was Chad's engineer for yeah. a while. Uh, and I mean, the nine had a freaking crazy fast race car. Uh, yeah, I love watching all the Xfinity cars. Me too. It's fun to watch, man. Yeah. Hey guys, and Casey, thought I'd mix it up this week and say, "Hey Jason, you suck." <laughs> Damn, Jace. What'd you do, kid? I don't know. I'm just trying to please the Poor people. That's not like Michelob Ultra. <laughs> What were you saying, Freddie? Oh, uh, Greg's Greg's just appealed his penalty. 
Hey, Brett, last week you said that you live in your kitchen. Yeah, no sh- Anyone can see that by looking at your chubby ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sucks to be a good cook, Ben. Come over, I'll make never, you dinner. Never trust a skinny cook. What are you trying to say? Skinny cooks. You can't trust a skinny cook. <laughs> yeah, seriously? Right? No. Don't trust a skinny cook. I'm not going to lie, Casey. If you and Freddie were to both cook Thanksgiving dinner, I'm probably going to Freddie's first. <laughs> I would probably go to Freddie's too, so I'm don't just worry. Saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I would probably go to Freddie's too. Hey, guys. Big fan of the show. Y'all catch a lot of crap during this segment most weeks, so I figured I'd change it up and say some nice things. Freddie, I believe you'd make a great driver, but unfortunately you can't fit in the car. <laughs> Brett, I appreciate your honesty each week. Typically you're spot on. TJ, I actually do have respect for you because you have to spend your weekends listening to Neely Logano and that terrible laugh that Haley Deegan has. And finally, just some words of advice, Jason. I would take two weeks off and quit. (laughs) (laughs) If Jason quits, Donor's going to have to work again, so that's not going to happen. Donor was in here earlier with his little suitcase. He's going on vacation. Yeah. And yeah, it's a tiny little suitcase. And Where's he going? I thought they were already done. They got to go back out and film more stuff. I don't know, man. The, we're not allowed to say it's a secret mission. His suitcase was way too tiny, though, because the size of Dillner just doesn't add up. That's like one chew and maybe his <laughs> toothbrush in there. Well, Shrek doesn't wear a lot of clothes. No. It's the same. <laughs> that that is a very bad mental picture. Please, oh, jeez, oh man. All right, DBC's. By far the best NASCAR podcast out there, with, of course, Dale Jr.'s coming in a distant second. So, Brett, Freddie, Casey, keep up the great work. TJ, oh, you suck. TJ happy Mother's Day, mother f- <laughs> That's a nice one. <laughs> and accurate. Brett, that was awesome. I mean, it's funny. Guy retires, and you're still like almost best friends with the guy, and you, you play with his kids all the time. But you're still all these bad things. Man. Jeez. We've got one more late edition that came in this morning. Oh, TJ's cool, and Freddie kisses Hamlin's ass every chance he gets. So, Brett, you're a d- and fuck you. got a pretty decent voice. I that like it. What if he'd want to play that party we're doing in Nashville in a few weeks? <laughs> Have we still not got somebody for that? No, we ain't got nobody yet. He's good at the guitar. I mean, yeah. We're going scouting. That's pretty good. Well, I mean, you just found a contestant. If you, if you want to sing at the concert or party that Brett is hosting yeah. in a few weeks in Nashville, can you send us a video with your audition? Yeah. We won't charge you much to play. <laughs> <laughs> I like and maybe, way maybe we'll Actually, play make it on money the show. on this deal. Instead of me spending money, we're going to make money. I like the way you're thinking. I vote for that guy. That guy's good. Let's see who comes in next. Can you do covers? Well, Sonny Ludford probably do it for free. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a bad idea. I know. <laughs> All right, to leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm backslash door bumper clear and click the message icon cannot wait to hear what we get next week offer pad question of the week if you got to renovate a room in your home right now for free what room would it be and why freddie i don't know my house is pretty new if i start renovating stuff my wife's gonna be pretty upset with me um i still need to finish that front room i don't think i would be renovating anything but i need to 
just hang some stuff up and, and, and get my little man room squared away. But all of a sudden, now that I start talking about that, Megan wants to make it a workout room. I don't know who the hell's going to use that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't know. You know, my like I said, my house is only a couple years old, so there's not much renovation going on, I hope. I want to build a whole new house right behind my house that I can go live in, peace and quiet. Take <laughs> pick which kid comes and pick which, pick which dog comes because I got three dogs and three kids. So uh, I think that'd be I think that'd be what I'd do. You know what I you need to do? You don't have a pool, right? No. Put a pool in, then you build a pool house next to it. There you go. You know, and it's funny because there's there's a I just hate to build a, I just hate to build a hundred thousand dollar hole in the ground. Like I know, and I have a lot of weird perspective on stuff, but I'm like, that's a hundred thousand dollar hole in the ground. Yeah, Probably but, find something you know, to do it cheaper. If you add that house to it, that little pool house, that's a hundred thousand dollar hangout room with a hole in the ground. Yeah. So, and it's weird because it's going to have a passcode on it that you just can't remember the code to, and you're the only one to get in there. <laughs> well, I would like to renovate a yard and actually have a yard, uh, but according to Chad, when we said we were going to move soon, he decided that we're not going to move soon, and he wants to build a shop first. So make sure you tweet Chad cool. and tell him. You get me a backyard and then a shop. Do, they, do you guys ever like sit down and just talk about priorities and see if you guys are remotely on the same page? I think they sit page? down and Chad tells her how it is, and that's no. basically it. Put his foot down. And we'll see all, how this works out. Do they own that We shop? already know how it's going to work s- out. Billy owns it. Billy owns it, right? We will see how this works out. Casey, you haven't come on here one time and said, this worked in my favor. I just don't share if it works. I just complain about it, whatever doesn't. Well, you do a lot of complaining. You know what? I'm just saying, put your foot down. Okay, Chad. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. It's that time again where we discuss our favorite Xfinity XFi more than fast moments. Whether you're on or off the track, speed isn't the only thing you need. So what were your favorite more than fast moments this week? Brett. My more than fast moment is hands down Martin Truex Jr. The guy dominated the race, led the most laps. I think he could have lapped the entire field if it wasn't for stages. So more than fast moment, Martin Truex. Yeah, that's a hard one to top. Mine was actually a guy chasing Truex, which was Kyle Larson. Do you see him thread the needle? I think it was between Reddick and the and Newman, two of the harder guys to pass in our sport. I saw it. He thread the needle to get through traffic. So he was he was running them down there, but unfortunately couldn't get to you. But that was my more than fast moment this week. My uh, Xfinity X5 more than fast moment is going to be the guy uh, from the shop, Justin Allgaier, getting up on the wheel, getting it done at a tough place, man, and got to give it to him. Here on Door Bumper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments, and don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. 
To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. It's time for Fastlane, our weekly segment where we expose the intelligence levels of our panel of spotters by having them compete in a speed trivia contest. Brett, you ready? Probably not going to do too well today, but yeah, I'm ready. Which cup driver has scored 10 consecutive top 10 finishes? Denny Hamlin. How many Junior Motorsports cars finished top 10 on Saturday? Well, does Gregson count or not count? Disqualified. Two. Name a high school sport that TJ played. Mm, High school sport, watercoloring. What country is closer to Asia, United States or Canada? Uh, Canada. How many days does it take? I forgot about Alaska. What? How many days does it take Earth to orbit the sun? Sounds like 365 and a half. Uh, William Byron, 10 consecutive top 10 finishes. JRM had three cars finish top 10. Michael Nett would have rebound. I agree. I forgot about him. pretty good. TJ played basketball, soccer, and track. And the U.S. is closer to Asia because of Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) Power forward. I played played some goalie in soccer and forward. TJ, you ready? Yeah, sure. Where did Joey Logano finish in stage one on Sunday? Sixth. How many Roush Fenway cars finished top 10 on Sunday? One. Name a high school sport that Freddie played. Curling. <laughs> what 12 con- ounce curls. <laughs> <laughs> what continent are the Great Pyramids of Giza located in Giza? Egypt. Pyramid. Why How would many that be time in the zones are there in Russia? Three. <laughs> Three. All right, you got one right. Uh, That's cool. Two Rash Fenway cars finished top 10 on Sunday. Freddie played baseball. And the continent where the pyramids are located is Africa. Oh, continent. And there are 11 time zones in Russia. 11? Yeah. Jesus. Ain't nobody getting that one right. Freddie? What happened mm. to the stage points sure. numbers and stuff? Because I had that nailed. <laughs> well, you got the first question was like a Freddie level question. It was easy. Well, I don't know, man. Usually you forget where you're, by that point, you forget where you finished that first stage. That's what I'm counting on. Freddie, how many stage points did Jeb Burton score on Saturday? Uh, five? I, mean, I know we finished six. I don't know how many points it's, that is. It's tough to figure out. Who finished last on Sunday? Eric Almarola. Oh, yeah. It's an easy one. Name a high school sport that Brett played. This is uh, Baseball. What country that starts with S has the most islands in the world? No idea. Singapore. 
Miley's guest. That's what a town. Year, That's not a country. What year was Netflix <laughs> founded? Ooh, um, 2005. Whenever Blockbuster yeah. Video went yeah, out of I think, I think it's earlier than that. Yeah, Freddie got two right, so he did win. Uh, Jeb Burton scored six stage points on Sunday. I was counting that right. Sweden probably. has the most islands in the world. Mm. Who, Sweden? Sweden. I actually could have got the baseball question right with you, but I was being a dude. <laughs> and Netflix was founded in 1997. Wow. Wow. I knew it was early. I figured it. I didn't realize it was that early. Run Blockbuster Video. Slam out of business. Yeah. I'll see saying, you later. I was you know, a few years after that, when Blockbuster started going out, you knew it was out. Like, so it had to be around the late 90s. Right. So, so many candidates this week. I truly don't know who to pick, but I have to go and support our boss, uh, our founder of Dirty Mo Media, Dale Earnhardt Jr. You can't have him pour all that time and effort into that car, go down there, take the time out of his life to go down there, drive it around the racetrack, and then not even put him on TV. Epic fail. Spot off. What an idiot. Can't believe whoever made that decision made it. TJ, um, I got to go for the guy that went by me doing about ninety that I didn't talk about earlier, right before we got to Pageland. So whoever that guy was, well, actually, it's probably not any because that's probably the guy that Brett's getting out of the ticket right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you know who it was or no? No, I don't no. know who it was. It wasn't no. you this time. <laughs> yeah, last time it was me. If you were going ninety in Pageland, <laughs> uh, my what an idiot! Unfortunately, I think he's a good kid, but this was dumb. Was Chandler Smith? You know, you cannot. Blow by safety equipment while they're on the racetrack working. I don't care what you're trying to do with your truck, especially you can't do it while your truck's in perfect working condition. You definitely can't do it when your truck's tore all to hell. So just just be smarter next time. But that's this week's what an idiot. Honorable mention is Joe Graff, Marcus Lamones, whoever put the spotter stand where it was on Friday night. Like we could keep going, people, <laughs> yeah. but that's our top. There three. is a list. Everyone you block. Hey, we almost yesterday. had a bad wreck off of two. Did you see that with the safety truck? You know what? The safety truck was sitting. Oh yeah, when he stopped, like the, yes. yes, and yeah, it I was. It. We were the second truck through there. The first truck through there had Doug, him, I think. had him locked up, and I, we turned to the inside finally, and she missed everything. But like Doug, I thought twenty six was going to hit the truck. Yeah, so so the truck, the safety truck is. They call out debris or something off a of turn two. Well, there's a safety truck rolling around there, or a chase truck rolling around there to pick up the debris. And there's trucks behind him coming at you know trying to catch up not, again, you know, damage trying trucks. to catch up, you know, yep. half throttle, whatever. And this truck just stops in front of him, like safety truck just stops, and it's all they could do to not wreck it. Yeah, it was it was not pretty, very big. Time for DBC picks, Freddie. You did one thing right this weekend. You won with Denny Hamlin. Yeah, it was an easy one. Now you're up six to four to two over Brett and TJ. Brett, you are first for Dover. Man, I. Uh... Kind of in a pickle here, but I think I'm going to go with a guy that's been in a slump that finished dead last in the race yesterday. Uh, they're in desperate need of a good finish, way out of the playoff picture. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm changing my mind. Sounds like he's got too much bad mojo. I'm actually going to go with a guy who won two weeks ago that had another solid run yesterday, despite wrecking early in the race, having a nice comeback. Uh, 18 car, M&Ms all over it. Kyle Busch. TJ? I'm going to roll with Truex. Right. I, gotta, I, gotta, I need a win, man. Uh, He's got three wins this year. Hottest guy out there right now. Sounds like I need to lay up this week. I will go with – I'll take 
Dude, you're taking longer than me. I know. Well, I I have no idea. I don't I, I think you're gonna go that high. I'll take I was gonna make my pick, but <laughs> then I got high. <laughs> I'll take Chesting. That was gonna slow down for the season. So who so Freddie's pulling for TJ this week because he wants it to be six to four to three. It needs to be. Yeah. What TJ's what can we expect in Dover? Uh, hopefully a good race. You know, I think with this package that we're bringing there, it should be pretty good. Like we talked, me and Brett were talking about this the other day. The package we had there two years ago was horrendous. So now at least yeah. they got to drive them a little bit, not so locked down, low horsepower. Now we got high horsepower back. So hopefully we'll see a little better racing. Want tire wear. Yeah, 100%. Need tire wear to get movement moving around. High horsepower, tire wear at Dover, great race. I, I love Dover. I love the banking at Dover. I love the fact that you can run the top late in the run. You can run the middle. You can run the bottom. Casino. I love the fact there's a casino next door. <laughs> you, you, if you get a break, you can go over there and throw some craps, right? So uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Good luck to both of you. I don't have any plans yet for this weekend, but I'm thinking I'm going to the beach. I'm bored. Myrtle Beach. Myrtle, Myrtle Tired Beach. Tired life is rough. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, what's it like? Yeah, don't. you're retired. <laughs> Don't. You work less than anybody I know. Don't go there. <laughs> hey, thanks for a great show, guys. We're going to end on that note. Poor uh, Casey kills me. Let's Shout go. out to the guy in the shop that looks like Taylor Lautner from Twilight from uh, afar. Because I don't know why he's going to Anyways, have Which a guy week. is it? I am going to go kill TJ for making that comment. <laughs> Sounds like you're going to the shop. Thanks for listening. Appreciate <laughs> y'all. Leave us a review. Love you guys. We're out. Word. <laughs>